Siwa. Curtis Siwa. Rip and Reed. Check this out. This is the Rip and Reed featuring Curtis Lewa. Talking about. Now to the Bernard McGurk Studios of 77 WABC and Curtis Lewa. This is the Rip and Reed. I like to be in America. Okay, by me in America. Everything free in America. For a small fee in America. And the illegal aliens continue to flood into New York City. Yesterday, two Greyhound buses that had left Laredo, Texas, two days ago, made their way into the lower section of the Port Authority on the outside. And they were meted and greeted uh, by those who support illegal aliens coming here at taxpayers' expense of New York City. Uh, representatives of the city who were welcoming them. And although Eric Adams, swagger man with no plan, with the $5,000 customized suits, who is the mayor of the illegal aliens, wasn't there, his uh, sickle fan toadies and lackeys were, and they were giving them everything. Oh, my God. They had the Obama flip phones. They were giving forms that they were being filled out with the help of city uh, city hall officials in Spanish to uh, immediately get health care, get all the ancillary uh, all the ancillary things that you get as a citizen of the America right off the bus. Now imagine they all had cell phones to begin with. You better believe that they were texting back to their amigos wherever they are. Whether they're in El Salvador, Honduras, or Guatemala, or Mexico, or the Dominican Republic, or Bolivia, or Colombia, wherever they're coming from. And telling them, wow, isn't this great? Two-day ride on the bus. We get off the bus, and not only does the mayor's uh, entourage welcome us, they give us all the things we didn't have back in our third world country. And then there's a representative of Catholic Charities who takes money from the federal taxpayers and says, whatever we need. Now, there are 120, quote, shelters, most of them no-tell, motel, Holiday Inn Expresses, that have been leased and rented at our sucker taxpayers' expense here in New York City to house the half, close to now 40,000 illegals who have flooded in, many more to come, as Title 41 will be bid adieu, bon voyage on May 11th, the flood will continue. And where's the first place that the two bus loads of illegal aliens were sent? Well, of course, in the heart of Times Square, where they always go at first before they are sent to other three-star hotels, where they get three squares a day and all the amenities that only mommy provided to us when we were growing up. Come on along, I'll take you to The Milford Plaza Hotel with cocktail dinner and breakfast for $43 per person. Discover why we are the lullaby of Broadway. The Milford Plaza is the lullaby of Broadway. 600 rooms at the old Milford Plaza, now renamed NYC Row. We pay $300 a night. We, the sucker taxpayers, and apparently many of the illegals are not grateful. They reject the food as not being culturally appropriate to what they were used to coming from their third world countries. 
And Eric Adams, swagger man and mayor of the illegals, say, hey, give them whatever they want. Con arroz, habituelas, with a nice pork chop, chuleta on top, whatever they want, they get. Meantime, as I opened up this show this morning within the course of less than an hour, just coming to WABC on the subways, uh, I saw a total of four homeless people. They all struck me as probably having been born and raised in America. There were two whites, two African-Americans, three in one car alone on the E-train, stretched out. I mean, we're talking about at 1030 in the morning in car 9590. You got that MTA, money-taking agency, and a disheveled white woman laying in the back of the West 86th Street Station, downtown for the B and C, the local lines, and nobody nobody doing anything from the city of the state. Nobody doing anything. You would have thought that if anybody deserves the kind of shelter that the illegals are getting, it's our homegrown Americans who may have a series of problems. But that is not happening. And now Eric Adams has been cold-busted with fact checks. It turns out that El Paso Mayor Oscar Lissier, who he is friends with, uh, a Mexican uh, Tex-Mex, uh, has actually sent more illegals here, Democrat to Democrat, than even Abbott has. And then again, naturally, Eric Adams never mentioned, as I brought up for the very first time, the Philadelphia mayor, Jim Kinney, who uh, is a McWhitey-Whitey, who is welcoming the illegal aliens again from Texas. And then more importantly, the fact that this this continued stream is going to come in the wave of thousands. And the Schmachterputz, Chuck E. Cheese humor is encouraging it. Hakeem Jeffries is encouraging it. Cardinal Dolan is encouraging it. And I say, okay, show me the money. Show me the money. How are we going to pay for all this? And nobody seems to have the answers. But there is a place where Eric Adams is going to be throwing tens of millions of dollars. Because, as you know, he's obsessed with the rat problems because, let's face it, at night... The rats rule the streets. I hate rats. 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 I hate rats. I hate rats. I hate rats. I hate rats. Let me tell you how scared I am of rats. The rats may be listening. I'm terrified of rats. All of you are scared of rats, too. I had a real rat infestation. Rats are everywhere. We were feeding rats. Those rats use it as perfume. Trust me, you got rats. We were creating an environment where rats felt comfortable. See one scurrying down the block. We want to get rid of rats. We're going to kill rats. Kill some rats. Killing rats. Called me a murderer because I was killing rats. Kill rats. And you see a rat and say, okay, you guys failed. The guy blackmailed me. He said, I know you're scared of rats. Rats do not run the city. Rats don't run our city. You can be the rats off. Fighting crime, fighting inequality and fighting rats fighting rats if you're not scared of rats you are you are really you're my hero i thought i was this hero i volunteered to be the quote unquote unpaid rat saw for the city said you got to be out there at night from 10 p.m to 4 a.m because that's when the rats rule the city uh he decided to diss and dismiss me he chose a woman of no consequence and right out of the box they want to take up 150,000 parking spaces throughout the five boroughs. You got that? 150,000 parking spaces. They've already wiped out 8,500 parking spots with these sheds, these restaurant sheds, most of which are not even being used anymore on attract rats, and 6,000 parking spaces for the city bike docking stations, right? 
So they don't want any cars in the city. Either that or you got to go into a parking garage, take a reverse mortgage uh, or a payday loan, uh, spend a few hours, and hope that the garage doesn't collapse. This is crazy. This idea they claim, oh, it's European in style. And what it will involve is putting out large shared garbage bins that take up streets, parking, parking place, place, blah, 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 places. And the city's going to pay for it, which means you and me. Tens of millions of dollars. Now, in order to haul this garbage away, supposedly to keep the rats away, which is not what it's going to do, all you got to do is look at Paris, France, <laughs> which is now the rat capital of the world. But now, all of a sudden, you're going to have to get different garbage trucks to pick up this European-style container, which are not made in America. They're made in Europe. They're called side loaders, which would mean you don't have guys or gals tossing bags of trash back into the loader to be hauled off to the dump. No. Instead, you will have these future of trash sanitation trucks that have these mechanical arms that reach on the parking spaces where you have these garbage bins that will be there all the time that will take up 150,000 parking spots. Now, I've heard of a lot of crazy ideas in a crazy-led city, especially during de Blasio and now within the first two years of Eric Adams. But this is the craziest of all. Then, naturally, there aren't enough parking spots to begin with because they're being taken away, I mean, every day. So what they want you know, they want to do is they want to implement a new parking ticket scam. As you know, there's a billion dollars worth of tickets that are built into the budget that have to be written by all different agencies. So the brownies, the traffic control agents, they have their share. There's quotas over their head. Moving violations, parking tickets will keep the sergeant away. Police, sanitation cops, parks cops, EPA cops, they all have quotas over their head. And if they don't meet their quotas, there's a hell of a price to pay. In fact, you could be a cop making bus out in the street and saving lives. You're not as celebrated at one police plaza as somebody that writes out more than their fair share of quotas to the besieged drivers within the five boroughs. There's already $2 billion of unpaid parking tickets. That should be the responsibility of the New York City Sheriff. It's not a law enforcement agency. You've probably seen him uh, many, many times. Uh, He looks like uh, Lurch, uh, and he's trying to uh, close down pot shops, all these illegal weed shops. Guess what? Nothing's happening with the sheriff's department and Anthony Miranda, who I believe is very corrupt, very corrupt, in which he gets wine dined in pocket line. But, I mean, think of this. Now they want to actually hit drivers with parking tickets, or double parking, $115, based on your income. So if you can prove you have low income, you pay almost no tickets. If you're middle income or high income, you pay most of the tickets. And Justin Brandon, that's why he's got to be elected out uh, in that Bay Ridge, Dyka Heights uh, um, uh, uh, area that he's running for re-election in. Because they know when you go into an area like Bay Ridge and Dyka Heights, those people are going to pay their tickets. They have to. They're predominantly lower middle class, middle class. They can't afford to have a, a lien on them. But in the poorer neighborhoods, they basically take those tickets and they tell you to shove it where the sun don't shine and there's nothing you could do to them, right? 
there's absolutely no consequences whatsoever, as there are no consequences for everything else you do wrong in the city of New York. And now we have Idanis Rodriguez, who is in charge of the city's transportation department. He wants you to start ratting out and snitching out double parking offenders, but he doesn't want you to get a reward for doing that. He's saying, hey, you do it because you're, you're a good citizen and a good Samaritan. Unlike past programs, remember when they used to grease you, if you could report excessive idling by a lot of those buses that would run their motors just waiting to pick their passengers between morning drive and evening drive. And these people are crazy. They just want more people to leave to Florida, Georgia, North Carolina, South Carolina, Virginia, Texas, Tennessee, and parts unknown. Talk Radio 77 WABC. This is the Riffin' Read, featuring Curtis Lewa. Now, to the Bernard McGurk Studios of 77 WABC and Curtis Lewa. Classic in the Navy. And yesterday, ladies and gentlemen, remember we told you about Harpy Daniels, who is uh, in the Navy already serving out on the seven seas, but happens to be a drag queen. And the United States Navy approached uh, their naval officer and said, we would like you to be an influencer of ours because we're 8,000 men and women short in terms of our recruitment and fill our void. So we'd like you to sort of uh, show yourself as you're dressed in your naval attire and then how you prepare to go out at night as a drag queen. And they show how uh, he, she, they, I don't know even what their right pronoun is, uh, doll themselves up, put the wigs on, you know, the mascara, the makeup, the lipstick, the whole nine yards, the sequin dress, and... Harpy Daniels is now an influencer for the United States Navy in order to try to get the 8,000 that they're missing in terms of their recruitment quota. There's 8,000 men and women down. Uh, Here's a little bit, a little bit of a slice of the video that the U.S. Navy has certified as 100% ours. I am Joshua Kelly. I am a Navy petty officer, and I'm a drag queen. And I'm Harpy Daniels. And then you see Harpy Daniels dancing and prancing and doing whatever drag queens do. And you say to yourself, wow, I never served in the military. How would this impact on all those men and women who have served in the United States Navy over the years in wartime and peacetime? Well, immediately you heard from uh, some former SEAL 16 members right there on the edge. 
the same people involved in taking out Osama bin Laden in the backyard of our so-called fair-weather friends, the Pakistanis. And, I mean, they were livid. They were like, what? You're using a drag queen as an influencer to try to fill the gap of 8,000 that you don't have in the United States Navy? Are you out of your minds knowing that the Red Chinese are building up their naval force in all seven seas that will soon supersede ours? Can you imagine what they're doing in Shanghai where some of those Red Chinese naval vessels are birthed? Looking at these films and saying, man, we got them. We got them. But then again, the United States military, right, showing weakness by doing this. Oh, my God. You imagine 8,000 short. Okay. They've been short before, and they figured out novel ways to fill the gap, maybe by uh, incentivizing recruitment, more money, more benefits. But no, uh, fill the void by recruiting drag queens. And that brings us to the other adjunct of the United States Navy for many, many years, and that's the United States Marine Corps. And there are many Marines out there, both active, both retired, who obviously respond. So uh, on that theme, we honor our United States Marines who have served in war and peace, those who are no longer active duty, those who are reserve, and those who are active status, uh, who are stationed all over the world. One of them, we don't know his name, uh, apparently retired, although I don't think you uh, ever retire as a Marine, uh, was on an F train, uh, 2.30 in the afternoon down near Delancey and Essex Street, when a clearly emotionally disturbed guy who has been emotionally disturbed for quite some time comes into the car and starts causing havoc. And you would think, Lou, right, uh, out of all the people who should have been interviewed on this, right, everybody's been interviewed. Who's been called a vigilante, right, since they're labeling him a vigilante? They did a documentary on Curtis Lewa called Vigilante, right? Not one call. Oh, excuse me. Uh, WNYC, the Gothamist, gave me a call, a very long interview. Nothing appeared in print because I don't think they liked my answers. They were hoping that I would fit a stereotype. And I I never fit a stereotype. But I'm surprised that they didn't interview uh, Arthur Idella, who is on permanent suspension from Sin and Friends in the Morning, for the most stupid statement he made the other day. He's an educated man. And he's claiming, hey, everything's great in the subways. Now, wait, I want to ask you a question. You're a subway rider. Yeah. And now be, be objective, because I'm, I'm a subway rider. I find things are pretty good down there these <laughs> days. <laughs> and for that, since this guy's crazy, and there's a permanent suspension on Arthur Idella, and he, he deserves it for being a sycophant, toady, and lackey, trying to make it seem like Eric Adams is keeping the subway safe. But let me not digress. So we're told this on Monday. There's no video yet. Now, 
the emotionally disturbed guy at one time was a Michael Jackson imitator who would perform in Times Square for money, you know, hoping that people would donate money to him. So I knew yesterday when the first video came out, I even told our Cracker Jack news team this time they had the Cracker Jack prize, Noam Layden and James Flippin, I said, you watch. I'm looking at this Marine who's got the guy in a headlock to restrain him. There's some other passengers around to assist him. And the guy has blonde hair. I have no ideas what the color of his eyes are, but if they're blue eyes, oh boy, that'll make it even better for all those who want to vilify white people and claim, hey, maybe he's a proud boy. Maybe he should have been one of the four, you know, should have made it five of those who have been uh, charged and found guilty of sedition in Washington, D.C. That's the other lead story. Though probably uh, many of the demonstrators who appeared supposedly interested in this homeless guy, they never were before, but now they were instantly uh, so concerned about his welfare for all these years. He's been living in the subway, roaming about, emotionally disturbed, and the city nor the state did anything about his plight and other people's plights. But let me not digress here. So now that we see he's a white, retired Marine, Blonde hair, probably blue eyes. I don't know if he lives in Queens or Long Island. We still don't know his name. Uh, He is being called a vigilante, right? He's being called a vigilante. He's not a vigilante. He didn't go out there looking to choke somebody out. Let me tell you something. If you were, the moment you got on the train, you'd be running into maybe two or three people a day who were so emotionally disturbed, who were so schizophrenic, that it would almost demand that if you had a vigilante mentality where you wanted to be judge, jury, and executioner, boy, you would find more than enough targets. So in my mind, he's not a vigilante. Secondarily, uh, you have all these uh, political types who are vilifying him, the most hypocritical of all, but he's always a uh, fake, phony, fraudulent, fugazi hypocrite, is Brad Lander, a controller for the city of New York, Used to be the city council person from uh, Park Slope, right? You know, the same area that produced Comrade Bill de Blasio, the part-time mayor, the dope from Park Slope, who single-handedly destroyed our city. And as controller with a bloated budget of $108 billion that we don't have the money, you think he would be focused on that? No, he wants even more money because he's a socialist. And he was the first one out of the box claiming, this guy is a vigilante, this is not Gotham, you know, uh, we can't tolerate this on the subway. Hey, Brad Lander, maybe this emotionally disturbed guy who passed away might have benefited from the one and a half billion dollars that you never questioned as councilman, as representative uh, there in Park Slope. And obviously now as controller, where you have subpoena power, where you could demand to see where the $1.5 billion procured by Comrade Bill de Blasio, the part-time mayor, and his wife, Charlene, where did that $1.5 billion go over eight years? If you ask me, it's probably in a bank in Panama, Antigua, the Cayman Islands, or Switzerland. Nobody was ever serviced by Thrive. So instead of saying, hey, There are programs out there that were supposed to remedy this. And then in terms of this mayor, who right before he flew off to Qatar uh, for the World Cup, Eric Adams, he put together, he said, the prototype of a group of men and women who are mental health care experts from the city's hospital uh, system and the NYPD uniformed police officers who would scour the subways 
and they would remove the homeless and the emotionally disturbed and determine whether they were in need of shelter or hospitalization. I have not seen any of that. And I'm down in the uh, subways more than anybody else here at WABC, no matter what Sid Rosenberg pretends to claim he is, or Arthur Idella, who for that stupid statement that he made. Can I hear that again, please? What a stupid statement. How great things are in the subway now. now. I want to ask you a question. You're a subway rider. Yeah. And now be be objective, because I'm a subway rider. I find things are pretty good down there these days. Sid stayed quiet. <laughs> and instead suspended him, and rightfully so. And then there's Al Slim Shady Sharpton, who does not take this the subways. Uh, you know, MSNBC provides him uh, Jeeves with the stretch limo. His feet never touch the subway. So immediately he compares this unknown Marine to Bernard Getz. Well, Bernard Getz had a gun. Bernard Getz was surrounded by four thugs. Let me see if I can remember them. Troy Canty, Barry Allen, James Ransour, and Daryl Cavey. See how I remember it? Like it was yesterday. But in that instance, Bernard Getz shot all four. This guy didn't shoot anybody. This guy wasn't armed. This guy was on the F train minding his own business. And this guy has a psychotic breakdown, as he probably has had many, many times before. He's probably schizophrenic. His own father said he hasn't been taking his medication. So we blame the Marine guy because it fits the narrative. It's white versus black. If this were black on black, very little attention. White on white, very little attention. Hey, by the way, what happened to those? Uh, the attention to the black police officers who killed that black citizen in the streets of Memphis? Boy, did that come and suddenly leave our mindset. Why? Because it didn't fit what all of these exploiters need. These racial racketeers and hustlers. They need white versus black, or it doesn't make headlines infinitum. Spectacular! Now, here's the Sid Wrap-Up. Boy! Picking up from yesterday and continuing with my appearance with Sid Rosenberg... Tomorrow, as the fiend and the foe, Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays at 7.05, I have uh, requested that the commission uh, come together to just suspend Frank Morano. The back and forth every day, the suspensions. Curtis, yesterday, for example, he's calling for Frank Morano to be suspended. And there's really? Really? Yeah, and I don't even is, remember why. Why is that? I forgot that one, too. What did Frank do? Now you forgot. It's how quickly you forget. Uh, he came on uh, with Sid Rosenberg right before me on Wednesday and extolled the virtues of Police Commissioner Sewell, even though Staten Island has had its uh, worst crime increase in its history. Uh, then he was also, oh, Department of Education, DOE, which stands for dumbest organization ever, led by Chancellor Banks, doing a wonderful job. He must be on the payroll. He's uh, Eric Adams independent. And then talking about what a great buildings commissioner uh, Jimmy Otto is going to be, who replaced the corrupt Eric Ulrich, who owed uh, the Bonanno crime family money because he was a degenerate gambler. And here is Jimmy Otto. Couldn't even pick up a bag of nails and a hammer and know anything about buildings. That's why. And what was uh, Frank's response? Well, he was on the show, for starters. 
<laughs> Curtis gets very jealous when anybody else, but he's up to me. You know that. Curtis wants me all to himself. But Frank said something. I don't know. Eric Adams. Something with the mayor. I think. I've forgotten. Backing to be honest. somebody that he doesn't like. Yeah, back. Uh, oh, maybe Jim Otto. Backing oh, for the buildings commissioner. It's starting to come back. Yeah, right? replacing <laughs> Eric Ulrich. I don't know. It's some nebulous reason. No, some nonsense. <laughs> so he wants him suspended. Of course, I, I actually yesterday intimated that uh, there's one indefinite suspension. I intimated it, and now people are like, you got to tell us why. No, I stop it. And uh, the indefinite suspension is Arthur Idawa. Uh, <laughs> and Arthur Idawa. <laughs> He's he's suspended for for saying what? Now, wait, I want to ask you a question. You're a subway rider. Yeah. And now be be objective, because I'm, I'm a subway rider. I find things are pretty good down there these days. Yeah, why don't you ride the F train, you schmuck? And then uh, Sid talks about the commission having reinstated me. Now, every once in a while, we do have to go to the commission, which was the case with Curtis which we did reinstate, Curtis, after a very lengthy two-week suspension. I want to remind everybody that that uh, meeting of the commission was to permanently expel me from Sid Rosenberg and friends, and I won the vote three to two. Bo Dito actually casting the vote affirmative for me, the Tommy Lucchese figure uh, he plays in The Godfather of Harlem. And then... Uh, this is who the commission consists of. But now, once Curtis asked for the Frank Morano suspension, now we have no choice but to go back to the commission. And the commission, just so you know, exists of five people. And what were the five people? It better not be known laden, because that'll mean they had three Jews on the commission, and they are not the bulk of organized crime like they used to be in the days of Murder Incorporated. It's Peter King, the Irishman. It's Sid Rosenberg, the Jew. It's Bo Dito, who, hey, he's a mutt. And then, of course, it's Justin Ellick, the Jew, and Lou, uh, the Italian. Now, that that should be the commission that makes this determination. So what is Frank the Mama Luke doing? He doesn't want to appear by himself like I did. No. Who does he want to represent him? Frank Morano now has really taken this to the next level. He quotes, uh, his quote is, I'm assembling a dream team. He's going to have Arthur Idala open. What is that? Arthur Idala is suspended. Again, can I hear what what got Arthur Idala suspended, that schmuck? Now, wait, I want to ask you a question. You're a subway rider. Yeah. And now be, be objective, because I'm, I'm a subway rider. I find things are pretty good down there these days. Yeah, sure you do. That's why you got suspended, permanent suspension. And then, let's face it, the one who's got the most juice is Bo Dito, who plays Tommy Lucchese in The Godfather of Harlem. Frank Morano starting with me, going back and forth with me. I call him up, and I says, listen to me, you punk. I said, just stay out of this thing. I said, because I'll knock you on your well, butt. Hold on. Let's slow down. Go ahead. So you're telling me. Yes. That you, we all love you. Yeah. New York, I, I believe you're the most popular New Yorker. You. Go are, ahead. That you're running for mayor to yeah. try to unseat the most corrupt The only criminal, reason that right, corruption, To right. get rid of him. And Frank Morano, mm-hmm. who otherwise I think is a good man, was had issues with me. you? No, he was trying to block Why? Me. What we were involved with was trying to get the independent line that, that Curtis had, or whatever it was. So all of a sudden I said to him, and he was saying some negative things. I got him on the phone. I said, listen to me. You don't know me that well. I said, I'll knock you on your back. 
boom. So he recorded me, this punk. You know what he did? And he gave it to the New York Post. Pervade him. That's a rat. Get him some cheese. <laughs> and you know who my main witness is going to be? Who? Mr. Curtis Sliwa. Absolutely correct. Everybody lo- knows that Frank Morano loves the Parmesan cheese. Frank is dead on arrival before the commission. 